It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Amnesty. And uh, kind of a simple question. Lots more to it, obviously, and we'll discuss that with my next guest, Jeremy Beck, Vice President of Numbers USA. But the simple question is this. Could Senate Republicans who've introduced a bill get it through the Senate? What's in the bill? So, Jeremy, let's start there. What is this proposal regarding E-Verify? Something which, by the way, when you drive into the state of Florida, for example, on I-95, it says right there in a sign on the right, Florida uses E-Verify. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, David. That's a great example. Um, and it's uh, if we, I hope we can circle back to the power of just the signal, the message alone. Uh, it's one of the powerful things about E-Verify and about these bills. E-Verify is the free online system that enables employers to verify that their workforce is legally authorized to work in the United States. It's a common sense uh, program. It, it makes sense. People come here to the country illegally because they're mostly looking for economic opportunities, legal or illegal. E-Verify takes away that job magnet. Employers uh, who use the program like it. The public wants it. Over 30 million, about 30 million Americans were E-Verified last year. It works. It's been proven to work. It reduces illegal hiring. It reduces illegal presence. And uh, I'd, I'd follow up with a, another simple question, which is why do we have illegal immigration? Why do we have this illegal immigration problem? It's because the federal government has not had the willpower to do something about it. And uh, to that end, we want to get co-sponsors for these bills to put pressure on the Congress to have a vote. Can Republicans get it through the Senate? Well, E-Verify is one of these, one of these issues that has had decades of bipartisan lip service. Chuck Schumer himself has talked about how if you can't, if you can't verify the, uh, the workers and you don't hold businesses accountable, you're going to have illegal immigration. Uh, do I expect him to rush this bill to the floor? No, I do not. But there's another bill in the House, uh, also an E-Verify bill, that has a little bipartisan support. And maybe that bill can get passed and that would put extra momentum behind the Grassley bill in the Senate. Well, let's see, because, again, the Republicans don't have the majority in the Senate. There are even concerns about Republican senators. Uh, You look at a Tom Tillis who uh, was willing to go down the path of amnesty, not just regarding uh, DACA DACA participants, as I call them. Uh, I don't call them. uh, They're not entitled to it, in my view. But that said, even in the House, there are Republicans. There were nine Republicans, I believe, who voted for amnesty uh, for DACA uh, participants, but that would extend to actually millions of illegal aliens in the way they structured the program. So understandably, uh, concerns about what's being done. Now, I mentioned Florida. You drive into Florida, it says Florida uses E-Verified. Not every employer does it and does it properly. But I see the value in reducing the magnet, the jobs magnet, as you put it. Uh, So what are the steps between federal, uh, you know, congressional passage on E-Verify and where we are now? 
So yeah, to, to stick with the Florida example, that's a that's a perhaps an imperfect state situation, but it's a step in the right direction. And uh, we know in Arizona, for instance, Arizona passed a new verify law in 2008, and uh, it looks like uh, that that diminished illegal hiring and illegal presence by about a third. So it didn't, it wasn't a magic bullet, a uh, silver bullet, but it, it had a significant impact on that. And of course that was without a nationwide system. That was just a statewide system. So a lot of people moved to other states. Some people moved back to their home countries. Um, but these signals do matter when one of the things about you verify is that because it's, it's so reliable, when word gets out that businesses are using it, people are less likely to go to that state or that country. If we had a national system where every employer was using it, as these bills would do, just right there, the signal power alone changes the risk-reward calculation that potential illegal migrants make before they give their money to a human smuggler or a coyote. Um, and as for getting these bills passed, we uh, the usual process is you need to get co-sponsors on these bills. First of all, that's one way to to, to hold these elected officials accountable and say, are you signed on to this bill? Uh, at the moment, I think there are uh, eight co-sponsors in the House and 12 co-sponsors in the Senate. We, can, we need to get more. And we, can, we need to thank those who are co-sponsoring those bills. And to that end, we have actions up on our website, free ways to send a message to Congress with a click of a button. We'll put phone notes up as well from time to time and, and have people call into those offices to put the pressure on their elected officials to sign on to these, again, common sense bills. Yeah, common sense. By the way, the website's numbersusa.org. Uh, so it's important to keep that going. Look, here we are in 2023 and we're talking about the bill, which is important. But this problem, this, I mean, deliberate problem by the administration, by the Democrats, by the left, and yes, some Republicans as well over the years and even localized Mm -hmm. in these border states, uh, continues to get worse. So by the numbers, uh, and we've certainly probably heard the news and projections and last month and what's expected next month, uh, but I mean, when you look at this from uh, the numbers USA perspective, how bad is this now, and how bad does it look to get in 2023 when it comes to illegal immigration from all quarters, not just the southern border, visa overstays, uh, various other forms? Well, I've been doing this about 18 years, and it's the worst that I've seen it, and I think most of my colleagues would agree. Um, the Washington Post actually did a series of, of articles on this, uh, I think, last year. Um, did a good job of, 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 of tracking the Biden administration coming into office saying we're going to get we're going to get rid of everything that that Trump did on the border, um, much of which worked. Um, and then kind of backtracked at the beginning of their uh, of the administration saying, well, we're, we're not going to take away all the guardrails because we don't want two million people at the border. And then they took away all the guardrails and they got two million people at the border. So this was this was not something that people didn't see coming. And <clears throat> this is something. That the administration, excuse me, that the administration themselves saw coming, and it took place last year. About 900,000 people were encountered at the border and released into the United States. Now that's a that's a separate issue for me, verified because they're being released into the United States with work permits. Many of them with work permits. That's a that's an abuse of parole powers, and that's a separate discussion. But in addition to that, 900,000 people last year, another about 600,000 people 
crossed the border and avoided apprehension. Now, those people are looking for to get hired illegally. And then there's another about 400 to 500,000 people who overstay their visas every year. So you're talking about another, you know, between the apprehensions, the, the uh, gotaways and the overstays, that's a million people on top of the 900,000 people that the Biden administration let in last year. That's just people who are in the country illegally or entering the country illegally. So it has a massive numerical impact on top of our legal system, which, uh, which, is, which is the highest system in the world, a million green cards a year, another roughly million guest workers. Um, and that has profound impacts on our infrastructure, social safety net, and economic opportunities for Americans. If our labor force participation rate was the same as it was in the year 2000, we'd have another six and a half million working age Americans in the workforce. The fact that they are quote unquote missing has significant uh, profound impacts on our society. My guest, Jeremy Beck, Vice President of Numbers USA, numbersusa.org, the website. Uh, Jer- very, Jeremy, very, uh, or, or, or what's the word I'm looking for? Not often enough is the discussion about the continued costs. Okay, what you just outlined, uh, border crossings, illegal, known, unknowns, gotaways, uh, those who overstay visas, all of that, you know, put together. But the cost doesn't end when the news story or headline ends about how many people cross the border because resources are being used, education resources, medical resources, water is a resource, uh, living space is a resource, uh, sheltering, uh, especially in cold areas during the winter, that's a resource, uh, you name it. These are all ongoing costs at taxpayer expense. Yeah, there's private foundations out there that are helping with the open borders problem like Pueblo Sin Fronteras, the Catholic Charities Organization, speaking of uh, legal uh, services and more, uh, Endeavor, you name it. There are plenty of them, but they're even being funded in part by government, uh, by, by tax dollars, because of in part their NGO status or some other type of status that they apply and get so these costs keep mounting and and you're the numbers guy you're one of my numbers guys over the years people do people really have an understanding and i'm not talking about our politicians but do people have an understanding of how much this will continue to cost if a 24 25 year old comes here and spends 60 years alive in america I'm, I'm so glad you did that, and you, and you brought up you brought up so many different ways to measure it. I mean, just one of them is uh, you mentioned water. You know, in the in the Southwest, they are turning off the spigots of some people's water, and uh, that's not the fault of immigrants, of course. But if you have just a sheer number of people coming here, they need things like water and water treatment facilities, and roads, and schools, and bridges, and infrastructure, and housing. And we have a, we have sort of two trains, uh, you know, going full speed ahead towards each other right now. Um, uh, the, the the National Academy of Sciences uh, did a huge study a couple of years ago and looked at the cost of your average immigrant, whether they come here legally or illegally, and especially illegal immigration that tends to be less educated uh, people. Which again, not a crime, not at all. We've got lots of less educated people in America. And when you're less educated, you tend to earn less money. Uh, 
And when you earn less money, you are more likely to require additional assistance. And so there are profound impacts. Now, we're a big country and it gets spread around and it happens kind of slowly. So a lot of people do miss it, to your point. But when you add it up, people can look back five, 10 years and go, man, it just seems like we're going backwards. This this is a big reason why we are. This is an unsustainable system that is putting a huge burden on the taxpayers uh, and and creating some some resource issues that uh, that are starting to come home to roost. This problem continues to grow. Our policymakers, the Biden administration continues to not ignore it, but use it for their ends. And this is unsustainable. Americans right now, middle class families have lost roughly seventy four hundred dollars in in earnings they've lost that in value uh prices are going up we're being taxed this is an unsustainable economic path at some point no matter how much money you print or how much you borrow or how much government waste you look at california with their what 30 or 22 billion dollar deficit you know what's a few billion between friends and they're, they're you know, welcoming people in. We can't afford this. And, and this just, I, I just look at this and I go, it has to be deliberate. It is deliberate. But to what end? Well, I think, I think, I, I hope that, that people are not, are just not aware of the full ramifications. Because if they are, then, you know, we've got a bigger problem on our hands. Um, you know, you mentioned California. California is a, a case where, uh, it's a great state. Lots of people wanted to live there. Lots of people wanted to move there from other countries. Uh, but they they bumped up against these these issues, these these fiscal issues and these resource issues. And now you've got more people leaving the state than are, are going in because it's just reached the point of diminishing returns. And that's that's not a system that you want to replicate all around the country. You you want you want to create some kind of quality of life that you can pass down to additional generations and make sure that everybody feels like they have a fair shake in their in the system in their economic system and in their their national government and that's one of the things that e-verify addresses what can be more unfair than in a country where we do have we do have these gaps we do have these inequalities and and yet we have a kind of a wink wink system where we say it's illegal to hire somebody who's not authorized but we're not going to ask you to verify that it's an honor system somebody comes we have a paper system where somebody gets hired they put down a name on a piece of paper. They put down a series of numbers and say it's a social security number. And the employer who doesn't, you know, it's not their job to, 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 to know that. They take the piece of paper, say it looks like a social security number, stick it in a filing cabinet, and there it stays. Well, we're in the 21st century. We could track FedEx packages all, you know, all around the world. We can certainly have this online system. We have an online system. Just type in the same information, and within seconds, it pings it back and says, yes, this is this is a real person. They're authorized to work in the United States or no, it's a tentative non-confirmation. And they say, if there's something wrong with your records, you should check with the Social Security Administration and get that cleared up. Now, if you're here illegally and you have gone that far in the process, you're probably not going to check with the Social Security Administration. You're going to walk out the door and give that job opportunity to somebody who is authorized to work in the United States. We are the creators of our own demise at the rate we're going. Jeremy Beck, Vice President of Numbers USA at numbersusa.org. I'll see what the Senate does. 
Let's see how much success they have in some fashion, Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you very much. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon East on Sirius XM Patriot 125.